we want to maximize our potential. I think that's a better way to put it. Before, everyone was going through the same life cycle in a way that graduate, get a job, get married, and get a house. <laughs> it's very predictable. Predictable financial journey and lifestyle. But now things have changed. So everyone, it's all about how do I fulfill my passion, my dreams through the career. So career is more than just making money. So individually, they can get more fulfillment from their career. And if they, it works out, if they're good at it, they might make more money than their regular nine to five job. You're listening to Moneda Moves, a podcast where we cover the intersection of money and cultura. I'm your host, Leon Alfaro, a Latina award-winning journalist, producer, and strategist. On this podcast, I will highlight stories illustrating Latinx relationships with money, our contributions, and role in the American economy. Here, we'll increase transparency around the netto issues and achievements of our community, as well as that of our POC peers, to inspire you to pursue your own financial poder. Join me bi-weekly as we cover stories with our community's front and center, alongside dinero experts, entrepreneurs, and innovators. No te lo quieres perder. As we emerge post-pandemic, we've entered a new era, mi gente. An era that's transferred to a new generation we like to call Generation G. For Global, these are often hardworking young adults hungry to affect change and contribute to economic growth. They also more often have a good amount of cash versus good credit history. And as you may know, in the United States, if you don't have good credit, it's hard to get it. And this is the audience that Christy Kim, founder of credit building startup Tomo Credit, is tapping into. Picture this. You're an immigrant student attending one of the most prestigious schools in the U.S. with a good track record otherwise, but getting rejected from auto loans, insurance loans, mortgage on homes because you don't have a good credit score. And that was exactly Christie's issue and one she knew affected so many people living in the U.S., especially immigrants who didn't grow up building credit. Informed by her personal experience and that of her industry after working internationally in venture capital, she built Tomo Credit for over 30 million people who were just like her and never got the chance to start building credit. Today, we speak with Christy about how she's playing the field and getting a shot at the entrepreneurship game versus watching and commenting from the sidelines, but also about the difficulties behind building credit in the U.S. and how Tomo Credit seeks to solve these very issues. No te lo quieres perder. Welcome, Christy, to Moneda Moves. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, Christy, I am so looking forward to learning more about Tomo Credit, company helping build credit score inclusive of immigrants, which is a big intersectional issue, certainly one that's relevant to the Latinx community, but beyond that. And Christy, I definitely want to start by talking a little bit more about your background, because you as a young immigrant, you also dealt with your issues as you were trying to secure an auto loan and studying at UC Berkeley as an international student without a credit score. Can you talk to us more about kind of the issues that you dealt with that also are being addressed now by the fintech company you own? Yeah, definitely. So when I created the product, I was really thinking what kind of product could help me when I was in college? So Tomo Credit is definitely the product that I wish I had more than 10 years ago when I was in my 20s in college. So I'm originally from Seoul, South Korea, and I came here for schools and my parents didn't come with, here with me. So I 
was kind of figuring things out on my own. And no one has taught me about credit system in the US or credit score. And being a student, you know, you don't really think about credit or credit cards in general, right? So I thought that I was doing everything right, just studying and just work hard and, you know, get an internship, get a job, etc. And as I didn't know that using a debit card would put me in advantage. So when I was trying to get an auto loan, I got rejected like over and over again. And I realized that, oh, wait, if I had credit card uh, in my 20s or back in college, then it would have benefited me a lot. So when I created Tomo Credit, I went back to college, I went back to Berkeley, and I talked to hundreds of students and I told them that, you know, stop using debit card and switch to Tomo. So by the time you graduate, you can have a good credit score. And so walk us through a little bit of the how Tomo Credit works, which you are founder, CEO of. How are you able to then secure credit for people through an alternate route? We are looking for our customers' asset data. So I describe our product as this is a product for people with a lot of potential, but liability light. So 80% of students in college, they do not have existing credit products, which means they do not have existing credit score. So what Tomo is doing is we, instead of focusing on the fact that they, are, they don't have credit score or liabilities yet, we look at what they have. So they do have cash. They do have stock. Some have crypto. <laughs> So stock and crypto are not required, but they must have a bank account at least. So as long as they have a bank account, uh, we let them apply and connect that bank account. And based on the data, we can approve them within two minutes. Wow. So this really flips kind of the traditional route for getting credit, right? In the US, we're very familiar with what's called a FICO score. So talk to me about the difference here when we look at a FICO score and somebody goes to get credit or, or get their credit rating versus how Tomo Credit helps you accumulate and why someone might want to look at something like Tomo Credit if they look at their FICO score and they're like, this is not really working for me. You are right that we are definitely doing things differently, kind of trying to reimagine the system. So US is actually the only country that has this type of system, which is you are guilty until proven innocent type that everyone, <laughs> everyone has to prove that they are good by borrowing money and paying back. So when someone has no borrowing history, you are considered as guilty means bad. So that's why I couldn't get approved for an auto loan when I didn't have a credit score out of college. And that took um, so much time to build, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's another good point that when I found out that I needed a credit score, my first reaction is, okay, let me get one. How can I get one? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It would be my reaction too. <laughs> yeah. And then I learned that, ooh, wait, it's going to take one year, two years, or there's no guarantee. And that was confusing to me that, well, I need to buy a car now, at least like this year, but there's no guarantee that I will get a credit score good enough in one year. So I chose to just use cash to buy a car because I couldn't just wait for another year or so. That 
is another problem that we are trying to fix here at Tomo Credit. So once you get approved by Tomo Credit Card, now you can expedite your credit building process. So we designed our card to be optimized for your credit building journey. So as soon as you make your first payment, we report that to credit bureau and we share your credit building journey within our mobile app and website. So you can see your credit score going up. Talking a little bit about your journey here, because I think that perhaps in some ways this informed the kind of like opening of mindset that you have, where you're able to look at the entire landscape and see the different kinds of economies that people are participating in. In a previous life, you were also working in venture capital. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And fun episode is that at the time I was meeting so many DeFi projects. Right now, the word DeFi got popular, but back in 2018, it was still new. But I met many DeFi projects with the hope that I might find a company that's building something like Tomo Credit so I can just invest. So I don't need to go through the pain of starting a company. So my hope mm. is I would find a company and then invest through a fund and also personally because I knew that this problem is so important. And then it's affecting millions of people and the problem is like getting bigger and bigger. It's not getting any better years over years. So I thought that, well, this is a really big problem and it's a big market opportunity as well because traditional banks, it takes them time to figure out and execute and by nature, they are slow because they have legacy portfolios. So it's amazing opportunity for fintech to come up with a new product to capture these young, high potential uh, users with non-traditional financial footprint. Uh, so I was eager to find a company and invest, but I couldn't. All the product I found, I came across at the time was product designed only for crypto rich people, like a crypto whales who mm. have so much in crypto and try to leverage that. But that didn't appeal to me because those people are like those uber high net worth people and I didn't really feel like that's a burning issue or burning a problem. I wanted to build something that can help millions of students, millions of young adults. I didn't want to like build something just for high net worth crypto whales. So that's why I decided to just solve this problem on my own. So I started the company January 1st, 2019. So I quit my job in December 2018 and started Tomo in January. Well, congratulations on almost a two-year anniversary. <laughs> That's incredible progress. And, and now yeah. you mentioned DeFi. Some people in our audience might not know what that means. Decentralized finance, which has certainly, as we said, taken off. And when we talk about DeFi, we're talking about blockchain, right? We're talking about non-fungible tokens, which we, we may have heard about as the name of implies decentralizes our traditional operation in finance as we know them. And so Christy, just making the shift from being someone who invests in companies and does research mm -hmm. in these companies to becoming a founder, what would you say were some of the biggest kind of like learnings that you've come across as you've made this shift? As a founder, the transition was definitely great because it was more, way more fulfilling because when you are running a company, it feels like you are actually playing in the game. Let's say it's a football game. You're actually a player 
like you are playing, you are giving your best. And when you are investor outsider, it feels like you are watching the game and giving comments, right? Comments can be valuable, but it's not gonna make the game just more like after the game, you give comments, right? The, the decision was made already. Uh, so it's more like for the next game, do it this way, right? But when you're a player, you might move the needle, you might make a change, you might bring the win to the team because of you. So my point is, while I was working on this product and building the team, it was really, really fulfilling because I could feel like I was contributing uh, to make the change in the industry. And then uh, we see our customers, we hear from our customers every day and their comments on how we help them improve their credit score was really like satisfying. And I love that metaphor, actually, that you're on the field, you're actively, think of it as a football game, very American, very seasonal. You're actively <laughs> catching catching the ball, making the moves, making the plays. And so if we continue this metaphor here, if we look at the field that you're playing on right now, it's really interesting, right? I mean, in the last year and a half, we've seen the, the world change uh, and the way that people want to work a lot. And so Tom, credit, as you told me just a few minutes ago before our formal interview, has a big role to play in this in the future of work with people wanting to work from wherever they want on their own terms or perhaps even having side gigs. And in this podcast where we talk with a lot of entrepreneurs and people who at some point, you know, chose to leave corporate to pursue their own endeavors, this is something that could be very relevant. Could you walk us through what you perceive to be the future of work and then Tomo Credit's role in it? that can further help advance this kind of new reality, new era that we're stepping into? Yeah, I love that question. I think we want to maximize our potential. I think that's a better way to put it. Before, everyone was going through the same life cycle in a way that graduate, get a job, get married, and get a house. <laughs> it's very predictable. Predictable financial journey and lifestyle. But now things have changed. So everyone, it's all about how do I fulfill my passion, my dreams through the career. So career is more than just making money. So people want to like consider multiple options. I think that's why we see so many independent creators. They quit their job and they become freelancers and create their dreams. So for me, I think it's a good trend. I don't think it's a bad. I think it's actually really good. So individually, they can get more fulfillment from their career. And if they it works out, if they're good at it, they might make more money than their regular nine to five job. So I think it's an encouraging movement. However, the traditional legacy industry is having a hard time to keep up. So one good example is like mortgage or auto loan, right? Especially mortgage because they ask you to provide W-2 or they want to check with your employer about your job status. And what if that person doesn't have a job, the W-2 job, but still make good money? Right. So it's kind of making it tricky for both lenders and borrowers because the traditional system cannot function very well to understand this new group of customers. And so that kind of leads me into two questions. One of them is about the next generation that we're seeing right here, which you've defined in other interviews as Generation G. Mm -hmm, what, mm -hmm. what does Generation G, which stands for global, what does this audience or clientele that fintech companies or just financial companies, I don't know that it 
should we even say fintech? Maybe fintech is just the default, right? But what does this audience look like that financial companies need to adapt to serve moving forward? I think Gen Z customers, or let's just just say young adults, the way they are different from millennials and the previous generation because the way how they make money have changed. Right, as because they have non-traditional job or they are self-employed, and the way how they invest or manage, save their money has also changed. So during the pandemic, we have noticed, right, because people are using Robinhood, people are investing in crypto. Those are all young adults. <laughs> of course, there are some people like. You know, my mom and dad can do that, but mostly they are students, young students, or young working professionals. So I think just the way how people make money, spend money, save, just manage money has changed. I think it gives big opportunity for everyone, including big banks. However, I think fintech companies, startups like Tomo Credit, is really well positioned to get the most out of it. Because we are nimble and we are able to make changes faster. Because big banks, by nature, they need to prioritize security over innovation. But small companies like Tomo, we definitely emphasize more on the innovation part. So we are more eager to listen to our customers and then make changes quickly. Absolutely. That'll be very interesting to see, right? You mentioned Robinhood and the, the pace at which these companies move in no way can be compared. That's a really good distinction to make to more like of your legacy companies. So I think that we'll definitely be wanting to watch players like Tomo Credit in the coming years here. And Christy, there is something that I didn't ask about earlier that I do want to ask now because perhaps there are some listeners who are listening to this podcast and are in this situation and are wondering, you know, how do I navigate the world when building credit is difficult? and I'm an immigrant student. Can you talk us through the solutions that are available right now? Of course, Tomo Credit being one of them, but what does this world look like for somebody who's trying to build credit in this environment? So when it comes to building credit, earlier the better. So I think you should just get started as soon as possible. So for us at Tomo, we wanted to make our product as safe as possible. So it almost feels like debit card and it makes easy for debit card user to transition to credit card because we don't have any fees. There's no annual fees, no membership fees, like foreign transaction fees. And we also do not charge any interest rates. So no APR. So technically it is like debit card. So there is no downside. So we intentionally uh, did that so people who are currently using debit card can switch to Tomo Credit without worrying about any negative connotations around credit card. Because traditionally, credit cards, people were afraid to open a new credit card because they are worried that, oh, I might accidentally overspend or I might get charged a lot of fees from that fine print. But we don't do any of that. So it makes it easy for people to try it out. And the other part is that because Tomo Credit, we do not pull your credit score when you apply. Let's say you get denied from Tomo Credit. There's still no downside. 
because we never pulled your score. So there is no record in your credit system that we touched your credit score. Mm, okay. So that you're building credit aside from that credit score. It's not like you would get denied access to Tomo credit. You are right. So we are not relying on your credit score to make a decision. Not at all. So we don't pull the credit score. So the way how it works, I will give you an example. When you apply to American Express or any other major credit cards in the U.S. right now, the moment you apply, they pull your score from credit bureau. So it's considered as an inquiry. But for Tomo, we do not pull. So there is no official inquiry. So you don't have to worry about having an inquiry just to apply for a credit card. Right, right. And putting in that inquiry also gets pinged over to your credit score at times. Is that exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So getting uh, too many inquiries is not good. So getting an inquiry like drops your credit score. That's it. why. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's one of the wild things that I learned that whenever <laughs> you check your credit score through applying for something or, or putting an inquiry in, that hurts it, which is crazy. So that's also another perk. Exactly. You are absolutely right that whenever you apply to a credit card, you need to be careful because if you don't get a proves that's negative that hurts your score all good learnings christy and so we'll definitely be checking out the fintech company that you've launched think it has the potential to help so many international students so many immigrants but just people at large who even people who may be more you know used to the debit card i I tend to be interested by the idea that the card that you get from tomo credit is more similar to a debit card than it is a credit card because odds are people haven't used a credit card if they're coming to your service so it presents something very familiar now christy i do like to end this question for all the interviewees that come on Moneda Moves. And I'd love for you to share three big money learnings that you've learned throughout your career and entrepreneurial journey. Money, money learnings. Yeah, first, (laughs) first one is just like how it's good to build credit score earlier, it's good to invest earlier. And I've noticed that female, we are way more conservative. That's good. Overall, that's good. But when it comes to investing, it can be a hindrance because people feel like, I don't know enough to invest. But the answer is no one knows. It's fine. You just <laughs> you just start. And then once you start, you learn more. You're more motivated to learn, right? So number one would be like invest earlier. I wish I started investing when I was younger. It can be small amount. And the second part is investing, saving, whatever you do with your money, like use it as a opportunities to learn. Because once you have money in a certain company, let's say buying a stock, then that becomes a motivation and reason for you to learn more about stock market, right? So that's how you can use money to become a motivation for you to learn more. And then the third part is talk about it and share info. I know that guys talk about money or investing all the time, but women tend to not talk about it that much. But I think it's good to talk about it. Good to talk about it, whether it's your salary or whether your investment portfolio. Just like how you talk about makeup. Like I used to talk about like makeup and like clothing a lot. But my girlfriends, I didn't talk about money because I didn't know how they're going to react to it. But these days I talk more often. So I hear about how my girlfriends are managing their money or so I think it's good. So as you talk more about it, you share learnings and you get advice. I love that. My girlfriends and I also have a chat where we talk about money and we share our (laughs) portfolios. So I love this movement that's happening. And lately we've been obsessed with NFT. So there's that. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about your journey with Tomo Credit and what the company's trying to do, how it's trying to serve a demographic where it's much needed and building credit. Definitely sounds like Tomo Credit has got our back and so excited to check it out.
Yeah, thank you so much. And I love what you are doing. I think the future is great for minorities and diverse group of people because technology is moving towards a way to be more inclusive than before. So I think having a voice like yours is really, really nice. So I'm happy to be a part of. Thank you for inviting. Thank you, Christy, for joining us. One of the Moose followers, that was Christy Kim, CEO and co-founder of fintech startup Tomo Credit. If you want to keep following her journey, follow her across social media channels at Tomo Credit or TomoCredit.com. Hasta la próxima. Thank you, mi gente, for joining us this week on Moneda Moves. Before you go, please make sure to hit follow on this podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they are released. You can follow right now in the app you're using to listen to this podcast. Also, continue keeping cuentas and keeping tabs on our Latinx community and money moves via our free newsletter written by yours truly at monedamoves.substack.com. That's monedamoves.substack.com. I'll see you there. Hasta la próxima.